Welcome to Day Players, an anthology of D&D adventures. I'm your dungeon master for today, Morgan Vasiliev. Normally, we all get together for a day and make all the sweet content you love, but due to the quarantine, we had to make some accommodations, and some format stuff might shift around for the foreseeable future, but we will always have something for you. Like right now. This is our first series, created away from the table, and we will be diving into a new genre, where the only thing you can trust is your fist. Martial arts are a window into many cultures. For me, I grew up watching people like Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan right wrongs with hard work and discipline. Now, prepare yourself. Three martial arts masters must face the demons of their past. Because this is Day Players. In Discord order, above me, he is a white belt in Aikido. After months in quarantine, he finally cleaned and set up his desk, and we all should. And he just released his first coding milestone on the on the big project. It's Peter Lansdahl. Peter, what are you playing? Master Hugh, the high elf monk Kensei. A master of the art of the blade, but also of art itself. Master Hugh is the master of the school of the last page. He wears on him a regiment of weapons, as well as various painting supplies, a brush, a ray of pigments to paint at any time. He wears a paint-stained robe, each one he refers to as a badge of honor from a painting years ago. Oh, so Peter, you're just playing yourself this time. Well, I wish. <laughs> I wish I was a master of many weapons. Below me, in Discord order, he has never taken any martial arts classes. The quarantine has caused him to finally learn how to sew, and he literally cut a new notch on his belt to keep his pants from falling down. It's Paxton Farrar. Paxton, tell me what you're playing. Hey Morgan, I am playing Machiel Mac Midnight. He is a human monk. And he is an orphan, so that is a name that he made up for himself, mostly for reputation and marketing purposes. He is a Way of the Shadow Monk, which is basically the ninja subclass. Master Midnight, as he prefers to be called, is the leader of the School of the Black Moon. Ooh. He's been pretty successful as uh, running his own school, and he's very proud of what he's built, coming from nothing and becoming a successful master and business person. Wears gi robes, the just simple black, like you go into any karate place, and there's a lot of exposed chest, because he's pretty big buff, and he's got the Fabio hair, but black. So long, flowing, silky, but with that little gull wing, so never over the face. Very good. Yeah, you're like the you're like the '90s martial arts instructor, like yeah. Chuck Norris and the Cobra Kai guy. Yeah, no, totally. The two characters that I've drawn inspiration from are the leader of Cobra Kai, the evil dojo from Karate Kid, and also Lego Batman. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Mostly because I can do the voice, so let's get ready for that. Next in the Discord order, he's a purple belt in Taekwondo and a yellow belt in Aikido. He once won second place at a sparring tournament 
and his girlfriend regularly pins him in their jujitsu classes. It's Tommy Yeager. Tommy, what are you playing? Hey, hey. Uh, today I'm going to be playing the human monk, Master Hmm. Master Hmm Master is what? the leader. Master Hmm. Ah, yes, Master hmm. Huh. Let me get just nice up on the mic. Hmm. Hmm. Master Hum is the leader of the Stone River School, which is all about conservation of energy and motion. Uh, I've chosen the Way of the Hand archetype, which is just your classic, super good martial artist. And uh, yeah, he's all about making no unnecessary motions, saving up all that energy he's saving, and uh, gently unleashing it on baddies. Uh, He's a very tall, very thin guy, not a scrap of excess fat, wearing what basically amounts to a black form-fitting jumpsuit with the arms cut off. It's totally streamlined, no air resistance, which is also why he's completely bald and, in fact, has no hair on his body anywhere. Minimal air resistance. Uh, And, yeah, that is Master Hmm. Now, Tommy, is that hmm with one M or two? Uh, It is two. Uh, that's a little excessive, I know. It's a little but, excessive, yeah. But it actually turns out that it's easy if you extend it, because if it's too short, people think that you're not saying a name, and then you have to say it twice. And that's four letters, where you could have saved yourself the trouble with just three. Wow. I'm glad that I'm glad that you <laughs> foresaw the situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's important. Okay. Every aspect right. must be considered. And finally, the last person in the Discord today. I took Taekwondo once. When I was a child, my parents wouldn't let me box, and I finally started cutting my own hair because of the quarantine. It's me, your dungeon master, Morgan Vasiliev. Welcome. Everyone is playing a monk today, and a monk is certainly one of my favorite classes. I know it's certainly one of Tommy's, and we will be having an exciting martial arts series for you. And to go further into this theme, I'm going to give you guys each a little bit of your own backgrounds. First, you all originally come from the same school, your dojo, the place where you originally started to learn your martial art. Were we there at the same time? You were actually classmates. You were there at the same time. And from that original starting point, you eventually all branched out, honed your skills, made your decisions, and then you became masters of your own unique styles yourselves. And that all happened in your hometown, which is named what? Hornvale. Hornvale. Sounds coastal. I was going to say mountainous. It's both. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. So, originally you all started in Hornvale as youths, and now our adventure will begin with you three. You are each masters of your own school. And I have, as usual, our spicy questions to flavor the evening. Starting with you, Peter. Hit me. Is the town of Hornvale successful? No. Okay. Then Paxton. If the town of Hornvale isn't successful, why not? Uh, corrupt government. Corrupt government. Okay. Corrupt All right. government. All right. Final question for Tommy. Yeah. Do you want a fair fight? No. No. Ooh, no? Ooh. No. I've already beaten all the all the guys who came with fair fights. Oh, oh, oh. the first thing I want to ask, Tommy, first tell me about your school, visually. 
it appears to me it's it's an extremely simple building it's one large hall with a rounded roof and you go in and it's just one large hall where everyone is living in the same space and the center is just one very large mat matted area uh for training master Hum only takes nine students at a time and he only addresses them as one two three four five six eight nine and ten i gotcha Tommy, is there ever a time when your students would leave the compound? Uh, yeah. Uh, they part of their training is daily runs around the city. Uh, all they have to do is complete a certain amount of distance. It's up to them to find the most efficient route, like water flowing through channels. Perfect. We open in the very simple, austere school of the Riverstone, Master Hum's school. You are currently Master Hum. You are by yourself in the school as your students have gone out for their run through the city. Now, based on your knowledge of them finding the correct route, they should be here already. Hmm. So clearly something must have gone wrong. And as soon as you have that thought, you look up from your meditation and you see them running. Is there even a door? <laughs> no. No door? Or running towards the doorway, let's say. One and three are carrying six with the other students behind them. And from what you can tell, six has been bloodied. One, three, what has happened? They lower six onto the ground <laughs> because I'm assuming there's nowhere else they can put them. <laughs> yeah, there's no furniture. Okay, they lower six onto the ground. Three turns to you, Master Hmm. She recounts the story. We were running through the city in the third district and a woman tripped Six. We didn't think anything of it, but Six has his temper, and mm. he could not hold himself back, as you have instructed us, and challenged the, the woman to a fight. And I know that this is greatly against your teachings, but we now all very much understand why she, with ease, took Six down and stabbed him. That and and he's bleeding. <laughs> oh this God! This child is bleeding, Tommy. <laughs> okay, Master Hum observes his student, and then he he looks out over his disciples. Actions must be taken. One, I need you to contact Master Hugh, and see if he has any of those medicinal pigments remaining in his collection. I'm I'm doing some some, some spinning here to bring us together. Eight, I need you to get in touch with Master Midnight. He knows this town better than anyone else. He has contacts that may be able to tell us who this woman was. And I must continue my meditation. And I sit back down. Oh, damn. All right. Eight says, eight utters the single word, yes. And then runs out the front door. Peter, you are instructing one of your students on whatever lesson you desire them to be working on. What is it? Uh, let's do, let's do gesture studies. Teach, give them their first lesson. You see, disciple Tor, the gesture study is where we must begin our training. It is the foundation of our school. Yeah, yes, master. What's, what's this place look like? What's your school look like, Peter? Yeah, Peter, tell me. We are, of course, in the main atrium, the place where most of the training has taken place. In the center is a circular dojo surrounded by uh, stations where artists can draw as a battle takes place in the center. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's fucking cool. 
What's on the walls? Oh, all the walls. Oh, they're all the students' paintings. Oh. They're so it's like a giant it's like a giant refrigerator? Yes, they can be inspired by it, they can learn from it. It also eases the mind to know that no matter how you do with your painting, it will gain the honor of going on the wall. Tor. Draw. Disciple Bay over there as he does his exercises. Tor kind of flicks the the brush. It's too short of a to... stroke. Oh. Do you see the movement? Is, needs to be captured from the tip of his left hand all the way to his... And just then, another of your students comes up, bows. Master, forgive me for intruding in your lesson. A student from the School of the River Stone is here with urgent news. Uh, students, uh, please continue your work. Disciple Bay, uh, really give him a flourish to work with. And uh, I walk over to meet the student of the Riverstone. So this was one. One, Mm -hmm. while waiting for you, had sat down in the middle of the floor and was meditating. And upon hearing you approach, stands up. Ah, one. uh, It's a pleasure to see you. What can I help you with? Master Hugh, uh, it is urgent. Another one of my fellow students, um, was attacked. Master Hume has sent me to you to obtain some of your medicinal hues. Huh. So he knows about the ground verdant herb. Master Hugh walks over to a large cupboard, opens it where there are many glass bottles with an array of colors. Uh, one, I will be walking with you back to your school uh, this is a very rare pigment, and I, uh, I want to see that it is applied correctly. Agreeable. Please, let us go. Yes, let's, uh, let's make haste. Paxton, yeah. we'll do the same for you. Why don't you describe your school and tell me what you're doing in this moment? For the outside, it looks like if Gaudi did a more gothic cathedral but very small. So there's a lot of crags and things to have shadows, like gargoyles and stuff. Then there is a doorway with no door, and as it enters, she walks down a stone hallway, and things get progressively darker until she emerges into the main room. Uh, There are pillars placed unevenly, and the room is sporadically lit by uneven holes in the ceiling, which cast very narrow pools of light. So there's light, but it's like very contained, and if you're not in that light, it's you're in the dark. In fact, that is what, the, it being more well lit, is what keeps your eyes from being able to adjust to the dark as well. Oh, so, interesting. So you're in there, and it's, it is disorienting, and as she enters the room, it looks like no one is there. Um, hello? I, I'm here to talk to Master Midnight? Okay, so my guy's a bit of a showboat, so here's what happens. Eight is looking into this room where there's all these little shafts of light, and right. you see me, Master Midnight, somersaulting through them, but... Back and forth, but back and uh-huh. forth, 
faster than would be possible if I was actually physically doing it. Because what uh, I'm doing is I'm, yeah. leaping between the shadows. So it's exactly, like which left, is your, right. your your that's your subclass thing. Yes, that's my subclass. I live in the shadows, so it's like it's 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 passing through like left, right, 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 left, left, right, short, 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 long, ceiling, left, right, 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 slowly getting closer each time, and then I appear behind her and I say right into her ear. What's going on at the Pebble School? You see that she doesn't move, but she is sweating. Her training is strong. She is able to remain motionless, despite you kind of scaring her quite a bit, which you can sense. (laughs) Master Midnight, Master Whom sent me. One of my fellow students was attacked. Students, reveal yourselves. And uh, so she's still looking forward, so they all just... (laughs) like step forward into the light. Any of you guys do this? Anybody jump one of the stone school students? Any of you, was it, was it you? Bronco, tell me it wasn't you. No, no master, I was here. <laughs> Good, I knew it wasn't. Anybody? Uh, master Midnight, we are asking for your assistance in the matter. Oh, not what I was expecting, but yes. We are going to cut to the next day, you three masters have gathered together to discuss the matter in a neutral location. A pretty large restaurant, further in town, away from your schools. What is the name of this restaurant? The Flying Fork. I love it. It's actually two floors, kind of kind of like a hangout type spot. Is it one of those restaurants like... Uh, like the one in Black Panther where there's two floors and there's a hole from one to the other? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, It's kind of like saloon-like, I guess, right? The top floor is mostly just like a very large balcony that goes all the way around. The owner, uh, a half-orc named... Bagarius. Bagarius. I love it. The owner, the owner of the Flying Fork, Bagarius, he personally takes you all upstairs to... Kind of like the back corner, you know, a place that's secluded. Um, And he clears out the rest of the top floor. So you guys, the three of you have it all to yourselves. He turns to uh, Master Hugh. He pulls out a little uh, piece of parchment. Master Hugh, what what can I get for you today? Oh, I'll take a boiled crab over easy. And uh, Master Hmm? Uh, A small green salad, half of a salmon filet, and uh, enlightenment, guiaca yerba mate. Ah, yes, the guayaki is in season. (laughs) Master Midnight, what's your order? I'll take a huge bowl of noodles. And I'll have an orange exuberance tea. Okay, big bowl of noodles and orange. Orange is my favorite as well. If we're all grabbing drinks, uh, just tack on the order some Revel Berry, please. And Revel Berry, sure. I'll uh, go get right on that. And I'll make sure that you aren't disturbed. So what's, what's, what's the big deal? Well, as you know, yesterday, my disciple, Six, was attacked by someone in the streets. Yeah, heard about that. Shame they, uh... Okay, should they have died? That's a question. Is that why we're here? Ooh. Ooh. Did Six die? Here. Be- <sighs> behold. Yes. Okay. Fucking A. Okay. Yeah, I heard about that. It's a real, uh, real shame they didn't make it. Master Hugh, I appreciate you attempting to save my disciple, but Six did not make it through the night. I hope today <laughs> I we'll guess. be able to move towards finding his killer. 
Okay. Is there any description that you can give me of this unknown assailant? Perhaps I could uh, create a drawing in which we might be able to recognize someone. Why don't I jump in? Based on the description that uh, you, Master Hmm, were able to gather from the rest of your students who were all there, it was a half-elf woman, a little short, let's say about 5'4", green traveling cloak, pulled over the rest of her body. No one thought that she was armed until from the fold, she pulled out the blade and struck him. She jumped up to the rooftops. The students tried to follow her, but they lost her almost immediately. Very deceptive move. I'm sure you approve, Master Knight. Well, yes, kind of. Upon closer inspection, the stab wound, it was from a blade, a two-pronged blade. Mm. It was like two individual knives that were parallel to each other into the gut at the same time. Oh, no, like a tuning fork. Yes, six although one of my strongest students always did suffer from a temper. And it seems that this woman's mobility and skills were enough to evade the rest of my students. Okay, well, I have to imagine she was pretty good at landing a hit. She landed one on one of your slippery little pebble people. (laughs) Maybe you... Maybe we should find them ourselves. With your description, I could create a drawing in which we can ask others. Oh, yeah, that would really help with uh, shaking down people later tonight, asking them for information. Well, give me a moment. Let me uh, pull out some supplies, and I... Master Hugh pulls out some parchment, some ink, some some brushes, and he gets to work trying to create a portrait of, of that... Description. You do have lots of table space. Wonderful. Mm, yeah, our food hasn't come yet. Uh, that's right. Your food hasn't come yet. And it should have. Hmm. Hmm. You take a look around. Uh, let's say you take a look uh, over the, the banister down to the lower half of the restaurant. Uh, the tables are empty. And even towards the kitchen, you can normally hear the chefs uh, cooking up all the orders, but it falls silent. And even Bagarius, who you can normally hear shouting orders to to them in the back, you don't hear him either. This is strange. This is a popular restaurant. I find it hard to imagine that everyone would leave all at the same time. Looks like everyone's vanished. That's usually my thing. I'm gonna see what's up. I stand up and walk over to the top of the staircase where I can get a view of the whole of the restaurant. Uh, Down below, you see an empty restaurant. It's pretty obvious that uh, there wasn't like a struggle, you know, Uh, tables are not knocked over. The ones that did have food on them still have that half-eaten food sitting on the plates. It is as if everyone just got up and left. I don't like this. Where's the oh, where's suspect. the kitchen from here? You know what? Let's just say it's right at the bottom of the stairs. That makes sense. Because then if you have orders that have to go upstairs, you don't need to go very far. Yeah. Oh, cool. Alright, I am going to start making my way towards the kitchen. The kitchen door wiggles behind you and it gently stops. Before you, 
an actual fire hazard. They have these grills set up with different, uh, with different cuts of meat and stuff that is just kind of starting to burn. Even the, even the chefs left everything going. Uh, there, are, there are knives out on the tables. Uh, there are half-chopped vegetables and the burning meats. My crab's going to be over hard instead. <laughs> no. Do I see our food? Uh, yes, you do. So there is a, a plate with a boiled crab on it. Uh, there's your bowl of noodles next to it. And then next to them is a bowl of the salad. But the salmon is not on top of it. It's off to the side on a cutting board. But it was not cut in half. <sighs> it's so hard to find good help. All right. So I, I, I grab like a spatula or something. I take the whole salmon, put it on the salad. Okay. And then I take these three plates and I bounce them in my arm. Okay, very nice. And I walk out of the kitchen again. Master Hmm. Hmm. An arrow whizzes towards the back of your head because I'm picturing you, the back of you is facing towards one of the windows towards the front of the sure. building. Master Hmm, why don't you make a deck save? Dex save. All right. Uh, it's a good thing I'm extremely dexterous. So 23. 23? Okay. You gracefully, but barely, just shift your head slightly to the side, and the arrow goes whizzing by your ear. It stabs into the back wall, and then a second arrow follows it d- directly towards uh, Master Hugh, pierces the parchment that you were drawing on, huh? and now you have a hole in it. <laughs> oh, they've touched a masterpiece. And I turn towards the uh, source of the arrow while also drawing my longbow. And that is the perfect time for initiative. Chaboom. I got 12. 18. 23. So the order is Master Midnight, Master Hmm, your assailants, and finally Master Hugh, who was clearly the most surprised by your art being ruined. <laughs> okay. Um, and I have I heard the arrows upstairs? Uh, I guess it would be, because it's like you already know, normally passive perception would be so you don't know that you're missing something, but we're all cool with that. Why don't you just roll a perception? Okay, let's see. How does a how does an eleven treat you? Arrows are not super loud, and you're already downstairs, like in the kitchen. So I'm gonna say you don't hear it. Okay. Uh, how do you how do you open the kitchen door with your arms full? With, with my with my foot. Okay. Yeah. So you kind of want to like do like a little bit of a kick type thing. Yeah. Exactly. When you push the door open with your foot, there is a small figure dressed entirely in green robes and it has its arms raised at you and your intuition tells you that there may be some sort of magic about to come your way but let's move on master hmm the arrow has just whizzed by your head from all the way across the restaurant you can tell that the arrow came from an open window excellent do i see do i see anyone at the window you do not. Uh, first things first, uh, I've also, I believe, just heard uh, Master Midnight bust open the kitchen door. Oh, uh, yeah, totally. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so I wasn't being subtle. 
you heard that. the you heard the stock sound effect that I'm sure you will add of the like the. Oh yeah, I got lots. I got a whole folder of door sounds. Master Hum is going to leap over the balcony edge, and he's gonna float gently down to the first floor. Uh. Drop a million feet and not take any damage. He's gonna drop lightly without even disturbing the food on the table onto a table. Uh, can I see this magic user that's queuing it up? You do. Like I said, a small figure, and by small I mean like the small size class, mm-hmm. dressed entirely in green. And I do mean entirely like their head is covered even. And I, I assume I see Master Midnight coming out of the kitchen as well. Uh, okay. Yeah, you, you can see that, yeah. Master Midnight, take care! And he is going to. <sighs> Breathe in and in and in and in to the point where his chest is expanding a little past what it looks like it should be able to. And he's going to spit out two darts of air. Wait, what? This is the monk dart weapon. Oh. All monks start with some 1d8 darts. Master Hmm has, in his years of training, has learned how to breathe with perfect efficiency, which means he can go way past normal human air capacity. Very impressive. Okay, go it's ahead just and... just the flavor uh, for my darts. So go ahead and roll an attack roll. Yeah, and it's two attacks, because I get two attacks. Extra attack, monk stuff. One's an 11, one's a 27. You shoot out your first one, just slightly misinterpret the distance, and it whizzes over the figure's uh, head, since they're so much shorter than you would have expected them to be. And then the second mm. one, you're right on point, hits them right in the side of the head, and it knocks off the hood that they're wearing, and you see the face of a goblin. Oh. Uh, but go ahead and roll damage for that, that attack that yeah. lands. 1d8 plus 5. That's an 8. Okay, next is your adversaries. So this goblin that you've revealed, in trying to surprise Master Midnight, is totally surprised by Master Hmm, reaches up to its face, feels its skin, realizes that its identity is now revealed, and then instead of shooting anything at Master Midnight, turns to you, raises its hands, and throws a ball of viscous green liquid and when it and it collides with one of the chairs nearby and splatters up into your face, why don't you make a deck save, Master? Hmm. Deck save. Oh, I'm very good at those. That's a twenty-eight to dodge. Oh, twenty-eight. Yeah, uh, that'll that'll do it actually. With with the, with the air left in his lungs from the from the darts, he just blows it away. That's the goblin. However, more arrows <clears throat> fire in through the window towards Master Hugh. Because he's still up in the booth, right? Yes. One of the arrows, again, a poor, a poor shot, uh, clatters on the ground and slides towards you. But the second is coming right at your face. Uh, I will use my reaction to deflect missiles. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. I reduce the damage by 20. Excuse me? By 20? Uh-huh. Yeah, that sounds right. Reduced. Well, you guys, are, you guys are about to fight a lot more enemies if that's the case. <laughs> Hell yeah, do it. The arrow is coming towards you. Let's put the camera right on the tip of the arrow so it's like zooming in super close onto your nose. You just you put the two fingers up and catch the arrow. And then I immediately put it in my bow and fire back because I want to spend a key Ooh. point. Having seen this last shot coming directly at you, you can... Use your amazing intellect. Follow the path right back. Out the, out the far window, across the street, on top of a nearby building, a small green dot that is peeking out. Well, I knock that arrow and fire it right back. 
Go ahead yes. and make an attack. Oh, I only got a 10. Well, the arrow shoots off. It's a pretty tough shot, but it does still scrape across some of the roof shingles uh, near the target. They duck back behind the opposite side of the roof. And now, before it goes to Master Hugh's turn, Master Hmm, you're downstairs. Out the front door, you actually see a group of green-clad figures, just like this goblin, rushing towards the door. And they all have different various weapons drawn. They are running towards now you. How many are there? There are. There's 19 of them. Woo! All right. Brace yourself, masters. A fight is coming. Master Hugh, it is your turn. How many stories is this building? Just two. So I'm on the top floor. You I, are. I rush over to the window. Do you rush to the window that the arrows have been coming from? Correct. Are you, wait, are you going out the window? Yes. Okay. When you rush to the window, uh, as you start to lean forward out the window, make a dex save. That is an 18. An 18, okay, that is that is enough to quickly pull your head back away from the from the, the opening in the, of the window. Uh, there's another green figure that was hiding below the window <laughs> on, a, on a short platform of roof and it swung like a big machete expecting one of you to come out the window. Mmm, I see. But go ahead. You get to keep moving with your turn. I think I'll still do it. I'm gonna jump out the window, grab a hold of the side, spin around, get my feet on the walls, and run up the wall to the roof of the building. Ooh, okay. And this, this is this is another monk feature, right? Correct. Unarmored movement. Okay. So, uh, Master Hugh, you ascend to the rooftop. And now, up here, I'll still let you take your action for the turn, but let me just tell you how the surroundings look now. So you're up here on this rooftop. You can now clearly see, having gained this a little bit of altitude, that there is the archer that you've been kind of parrying with uh, across the street. There's another one of these assassins uh, that is below you, that is looking up in awe at your abilities of having run up and and dodged their attack. And you also see this this group of 19, you also see this horde of 19 green assassins that are rushing the front door below you. Okay. I will take care of the archer. I pull up my bow and focus my eyesight, taking my bonus action for the Kensei's shot. Ooh. I will pull back the arrow and let loose at the archer on the far roof. Does a 15 hit. With the altitude, they have nowhere to hide, and the arrow fires. Are you going for a kill shot? Uh, nah. We will maim this assassin. Okay. Uh, the arrow flies. Then they have nowhere to run. Their head that looks to the left, looks to the right. The arrow okay. connects into their shoulder. They do a 360 spin and then fall over, slumped against the the roof top that they were hiding behind. Second attack. I'll fire at one of the 19 below. Uh, this one's a 16 to hit. You hit one that was carrying a spear with a basically a blade that is the length of a sword on the end of it. So, uh, this is more maiming, I assume? Of course. This time I go for the legs. You go for the legs. Uh, the arrow connects. It totally catches them off guard. You basically trip them with the arrow. Blood shoots out from their foot and they fall forward. The spear clatters on the ground. 
the rest of the assassins pause, they turn to look at their, their friend, and then they all look up at you, and then the one in front raises a sword, and they all, they all, ah, and then they run into the building. Ah, it'll Let's be, go. it'll be your choice to paint this portrait of death. Uh, and now, the exciting conclusion to what Master Midnight does with the food in his arms. I hope it's gonna be what I think it is. Okay, so I got on the left arm, I have the salad bowl sitting on top of the crab bowl, and then in the right arm, I have my bowl of noodles. Um, and then, do I have like a, do I have like the, the goyaki on like a tray? Uh, yeah, I guess you would, huh? Yes. So I have a tray in one hand as well. And is there a convenient place to set the food right next to me? It's funny you ask that because I can't say yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess the other question is, can I attack with my feet? Yes. Just so that it's not like no problem. I'll do the, the simple 5e and say it'll give you disadvantage, but you can attack as normal otherwise. A disadvantage? It's a 16 and an 18. All right. How does a 22 sound? Plenty. I just like standing kick, just leg comes up and foot goes out into this guy's face. Your foot goes up to connect with their face as you land a clean hit on their, mm. their big green nose. Now for my second attack. I think we gotta go some Spider-Man, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna flex and pop the bowls off my arms. Uh-huh. Do I get my advantage back from that? I Here's suppose. So I pop them off, they get airborne like a foot, and then bullet time, get my arms back in position, and just go for a solid punch to the stomach. How's a 22 for that sound? Uh, yeah, that's plenty as well. But roll damage for the first one and the last one. Just do it at the same time, since I forgot to ask. First attack, 12 yeah. for the first okay. one, 10 for the second one in the gut. Right. And then do you want me to try and catch the food now or on my next turn? That'll be on the next turn. Uh, after Master Midnight is Master Hmm. All right. The salad's in the air, right? The salad is in the air. Uh, I think all the foods are in the air. <laughs> I'm having a serious character dilemma about whether it makes sense for me to catch the salad. But it's inefficient for me to fight while holding something. <laughs> I'm going to catch the salad. Is the goblin also in the air? No? That's okay. I'll launch the goblin. I'm going to go ahead and sprint across three different tables to get to close the distance between me and the goblin. I'm going to position my head directly underneath the bowl and hope that that's enough to catch it. Oh, perfect. And I'm going to unleash four attacks at once. My two regular attacks and spending a key point to do flurry of blows. Two landed. One regular, one flurry of blows. So because I'm way of the open hand, I can impose certain effects when I land specifically with flurry of blows. Master hmm right in front of the goblin under his guard is going to lift up two fingers and gently tap the goblin on the chest. And there's a bright glow of light and then a <laughs> sound. And the goblin is launched as if struck by a bullet 15 feet straight away, right towards the horde of goblins trying to get in through the front door. Oh, you Kung Pao'd him. Well, now, Hell though, yeah. I want to clarify. I did yeah. not say that these people running towards the door were goblins. 
the assassins. Thank you. I'm I'm launching this this one confirmed goblin towards the horde. Okay. So 19 damage total. 19 damage total. Okay. The goblin goes flying out the front door. Ooh. And topples over half of the assassins that are charging towards you. You just carve mm. the middle chunk out of yeah. the people. How's that salad doing? Ah. Why don't we catch that salad? Yep. I want you to make a dex check. Okay. That's t- I've never made a more important dex check. 25. <sighs> All right. 25 is yes! pretty damn good. You just you're balancing it on your head? Yeah, he just uh Master Hum didn't try to catch it. He just put his head under where the salad would be mm. and as all things are, when they follow their true nature, they wind up exactly where they must be. Okay, that's pretty efficient. So uh, let's get the rest of the food out of the air too, uh, Master Midnight. What do what you? Uh, what's what's your plan here? Okay, my plan is I am trying to catch uh, the guayaki, tea, and the bowl of noodles. <laughs> You're not gonna catch the crab. I, he's not here. <laughs> oh no. Okay, all right. It's fine. I don't need to eat. So, if you're going to catch those two, I feel I got, like... I got two hands. You do have two hands, but I feel like at that point I'd have to give you disadvantage. Oh, to catch both? Sure. Yeah, because it's like you're doing a one-hand catch twice. That sounds totally fair. <laughs> okay, they are a two and a three. <laughs> well... it's not good numbers. I, I can tell you right now... <laughs> that uh, you don't catch either of them. <laughs> First, the bowl of noodles. <clears throat> Obviously, <clears throat> upside down on your head. <clears throat> because it okay. is most poetic for your noodles to be on your face. <laughs> right. Also, you know, maybe there's a little bit of an egg drop soup thing kind of going on. So now you have egg on your face. <laughs> <laughs> and then the the drinks, which are the, the, the plate of guayaki teas... They all tip over in the air, also splatting on you, because I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna blame Master Hmm just for being nearby. Master Midnight, you take six fire damage from all of the hot food. (laughs) Burning, scalding. Yes. Oh, man. Keep your mouth open. You may still be able to acquire some nutrients. I take one noodle off my face and slurp it in. Next is my turn with the assassins. We're actually gonna start the assassins movement up on the roof with Master Hugh. The assassin that tried to chop your head off when you peered out the window, uh, kind of non-gracefully, you see their hands grab on, like pop over the side of the roof, and then one leg kind of catch on the side, and then they kind of, roll onto the roof and then they stand up and they get into a fighting stance they jump into the air at you and then with two fists at the same time they try to like box your ears and they fail horribly at it they telegraph too easily their knuckles box together as you lean back only a few inches and dodge their attack now downstairs the horde of assassins well let's say the remaining horde of assassins the nine that got bowled over by the goblin are, uh, they're all kind of like, some of them are unconscious, some of them are like groaning, uh, you know, uh, and some of them are getting back onto their feet. Of the ten that are inside, the one at the front, 
that had raised their sword before and and spurred on their their brothers pulls off their green head covering uh, to reveal a a ganasi. Do you guys know what ganasi are? So a ganasi is like an elemental version of like a tiefling or an azimar. Okay, yeah. So they're like a half elemental, half human. And let's say this one is an earth ganasi. So they have like that dark stone-like skin, some nice silver eyes. Mm. They pull off their hood, draw their sword, which Master Hm and Master Midnight you see is actually two swords parallel that are connected at the hill. That's ringing a bell. They point it towards you two and say, ha, only two of you are here. We'll make quick work of you and move on to the third. And then the rest of the, the, rest of the assassins charge at you. Three of the assassins swarm onto Master Hmm. And what is your AC, Master Hmm? My AC is 17. The first two that run at you, uh, one has a pair of Psy, Raphael from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's like the the two, it's the two forks. They try to come at you with both at the same time and kind of like an uppercut. But again, this this technique is not that great. (laughs) uh, You easily dodge it out of the way. The second person comes in with like, kind of like a hammer, like a regular hammer size hammer, but it's more like for fighting, kind of like Mjolnir. Yeah. Uh, Takes a swing at your legs. You easily hop over it. And then while being distracted by the other two, uh, one comes in with a quarterstaff and whacks you on the head. Oh, oh does that do anything to the salad? <gasps> Uh-oh. Let me roll to see if they actually hit the salad then. It could, hit, it could hit you in the back of the head. My God. Okay. They don't, they they don't just salad. like straight up shatter the salad bowl on your head, but they do whack yeah. you in the head for only... I already rolled the damage before. They, they whack you in the back of the head for three points, and I'm going to need you to make a, let's say, a dex save this time to keep the salad on your head. 18. You're able to, ba- you're able to not flinch, even under the stress. And then three more assassins come towards Master Midnight. Yetcha. Uh, what's your AC, Paxton? My AC is 17. Two of these guys hit. Uh, and these ones are much less creative in their weapons. They all have short swords. <laughs> okay. The three of them are actually a lot more in sync with each other than the other three that attacked Master Hmm. These guys, they kind of surround you, and they all attack you at the same time, as opposed to taking turns. When that happens, it's like you can dodge the first one, but then the second one kind of catches you off guard, and then the third one... You're not able to get out of the way. One one comes down at the feet, you jump over it, and then you're just a sitting target in the air. One hits you on the arm, and the other one hits you on the back. Uh, you take 13 damage. Hmm. Okay. But, you know, these are scratches at the moment. Let's do another three at Master. Hmm. Two of them miss. Two of the assassins with nunchucks, they come in. They're swinging. They, they really don't know what they're doing, and they just kind of flail around, and they don't really try to hit you very much. And even if they do, it's not very hard. But then the, the, the third one, someone who is much more reserved in their fighting style, they are able to poke you from a distance that you didn't really expect such a reserved attack from these people rushing at you. Three damage. Another excellent lesson. Just a poke. And now we go back to Master Hugh on the roof. I will look towards my assailant. I give you one chance to put down your weapons and walk away. The assassin puts their arms down, thinks for a second, 
and then slowly raises them back up into their fighting stance. After what you did, I'll never stop. Go ahead, take your turn. Very well. You'll be stuck on this roof. And I just turn to uh, where the entrance is and just jump off the roof. (gasps) My god. Yeah, gracious slow fall. Land right at the door. Are all the assassins inside the flying fork? Uh, Actually, there are, of of the ones that were bowled over, uh, there are actually three that have managed to get back on their feet. And they have you surrounded because you jumped down right where they got bowled over. (laughs) Then I pull out my warhammer and uh, I'll start swinging. First attack, 21 to hit. Uh, That is plenty to hit. So you're, you... Connect with the hammer, catch him right in the gut, and the, the, the weight, the centrifugal force that you're able to master, you just send this assassin flying backwards, like mm-hmm. five nice. feet in the air, and then they just skid to a halt in the dirt. Attack. Swing at the second one, and uh, this one is a 23 to hit. This one brings up two short swords to block, and you're able to just break through both blades. They shatter in half. And you just knock the wind out of them, and they crumple to the ground. And finally, for the bonus action, an yeah. unarmed attack with my arm. The whole arm, Peter? <laughs> sure. So I'm swinging this uh, warhammer in wide arcs, and then for the final one, I just swing my entire forearm right into the side of this guy's head. Ooh, okay, yeah, I like it. Uh, except I rolled a two on the die, which means only ten to hit. This one, after seeing the other two just get completely blasted, step back a little bit. Uh, back to Master Midnight. So I'm I'm standing just outside the kitchen door, uh, dripping in noodles and hot, delicious tea. You're surrounded by three swordsmen. Okay, so I am going to spend a key point and do Step of the Wind. And I'm going to backflip out of this group Ooh, of, stylish. Of, of assassins, which, because my hair is like sleek black, three feet long at least. <laughs> with just Wait, noodles. your hair's three feet long? Yeah, I said the Fabio hair. We're oh talking God, old right. school Fabio hair. Yeah, so, okay, all right. I do the flip and then it's like the hair follows and it's just if you were to run in slow mo the 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 fluid and the noodles are just you know flying off in <laughs> slow mo you know ah yes yeah. s- slow mo cinematography and I leap backwards through the door I grab a red hot pot and a red hot pan off of the griddle and then run back out into the group of guys I just leaped out of. One attack on one of them with red hot pan, a 26 to hit. You bring the pan up. It is hot. You cartoon style flatten their face with it. You hold it there for just a second just to hear the sizzle. Oh, Oh. yeah. (laughs) Pull it away. You see the the burn marks on their face and they, they bring their hands up. And then they crumple to the ground. And then I'm going to spin towards another one, make an attack with the pot. And that is a two on the die for a ten total. You br- you try to bring the pot down onto their head. They're able to bring their sword up in time and parry it just a little bit. The sparks fly from the metal on metal. Okay, as we're parrying this, I'm like, who are you? The Ganassi that has been sitting in the back puts a foot up on one of the chairs that's, that's been left out. It doesn't matter who we are. You know what you did, and we're just coming to settle the score. Master Hume will say, there must be some mistake. 
We haven't done anything, but if that's how you feel, I'm sure you won't be able to converse until we calm you down. And I'm also going to use Step of the Wind. Master Hmm is going to spin away from his assailants, jump up on the wall, and do the sidewall run to get past the group of baddies straight to who he perceives to be their leader. They try to swing at you with their various weapons, uh, and they all miss horribly. None of them expected you to go up onto the wall. Perfect. As he's running, mind racing, that sword that the Ganassi is holding, does it match the puncture wounds on six? Um, Disciple six? You, famously stabbed by two blades horizontally? You'd actually have to do kind of a closer inspection of it to be totally sure. But uh, yeah, it seems pretty close, doesn't it? Hmm. As Master Hmm is running along the wall, he will mutter to himself, perhaps there is no misunderstanding. Perhaps there is a relationship here. Time will tell. And he's going to run behind the Ganassi, flip off the wall, and just with one finger, gently touch the very center of their spine. And that's going to be four attacks in that one little finger. Ah, I see. Three connect. So that's 23 damage, and I am doing a stunning strike, so I need to make a con save. And what's the DC? 14. Ooh, uh, does not make it. A single finger reaches out of the spine, touches, and a bolt of key light goes up and down the Ganassi's spine. It is stunned until the end of my next turn. Next is the Assassin's turns. Master Midnight. Let's get these attacks on you out of the way. Uh, I'm going to say one of the assassins that was attacking Master Hmm is going to turn and help out the one remaining on you. So one of them will miss and the other one will hit. The one that hits is uh, the sword, one of the swords guys that was attacking you before because they clearly know what they're doing as opposed to some of these other ones. Uh, they try to copy their strategy that they did originally. The one that misses basically does an incredibly all-in attack at your legs to try and get you to jump into the air, uh, which works. You're easily able to dodge that one, but once you're in the air, the other one comes in a half second afterwards and is able to clip you on the side. That's just three damage. And then the three that were originally on Master Hmm, they turn, they now follow you as you ran across the wall, sure up their weapons in a fighting stance. One of them shouts out, defend Master Darren, and then they run and they, they all swing at you. One of them crit, one of them hit, and one of them missed. One, the one that missed is going to be the one with the little hammer. Just swings, misses. The, the one that crit is the spear guy, because that Classic. one. Spear guy. Oh, he's good. Nine damage. One of the ones that did hit shamefully, shame on you, is the nunchuck guy. <laughs> For two damage. Embarrassing. <laughs> so, Master, hmm. I assume you still have the salad on your head. Of course. You took more attacks. Why don't you keep making a dex save? I need this. Hey, listen, at this point, I know you only wanted half the salmon, so I'd like that other half if you're not going to eat it. 18. Ooh. I'm going to say 18 is uh, not quite enough to prevent this very, very normal thing from happening, which is you get whacked in the back of the head and the salad bowl falls forward and shatters on the ground. All those leaves of lettuce and slow-mo tumbling out. But I will say, the bed of greens is keeping the salmon filet off of the ground. <laughs> Potentially victory is still in reach. God, but it would be so much energy to lean down and pick it up. 
Back on the outside, we return to Master Hugh. There was the one left over. Uh, tries to make an attack at you. Uh, misses pretty badly. Master Hugh. Yes. Make a dex save. Of course. 27. Your spidey sense tingles. And you sidestep at the last second as the assassin that had followed you up to the roof crashes down oh, exactly where you were no. and face plants. He shouldn't have oh. tried. <laughs> he, he, he reaches up with one hand shakily and then uh, it collapses to the ground. Aim uh. for the bushes. But to even more surprise, because you've stepped over to the side, you realize that you're a lot closer to the goblin that was originally knocked out here. The goblin, it's like prone on the ground, raises a fist and then slams it into the ground. And I will need a con save. 11 plus 1 is only 12. You fail the con save, and that means that you are pushed back, forced backwards. It's Thunder Wave, y'all. Classic spell. Mm, thunder Wave. Yeah. 8 damage total. That is thunder damage. So you are suddenly thrown back by the sudden burst of sound, and everyone else, you hear this, this crackle of thunder. You are blown back into the restaurant because that is much more thematically cool. So... You two masters that are still in the restaurant, you see Master Hugh come flying in through the front door. Oh. <laughs> uh, Peter, roll a d20 for me and tell me what you get. I got a four. A four? You land on top of a table that had not been cleaned yet. You land atop a bunch of greasy chicken bones. Mm. <laughs> I, I look at him and I, I, I turn the pot and the pan in hand and I go, well, it's nice of you to join us. Looks like I only came for seconds, though. I never even got my firsts. I look over at the, the salmon filet on the ground, and I say, I'll go have these with you on that. I leap down and begin my assail. A whirlwind blows with the warhammer and fists. I strike first at one of the assassins, rolling a 19. Oh, yeah, you get him. The warhammer continues to swing, going for another... Ah, uh, that's a nat one. Oh, I got a nine. I stumble. Uh, how many are left? There's four left. Two on each of the other guys. I will flurry of blows, freeing up Master Him. Spend that key point first fist, uh, roll a 12. Uh, that's enough to get the nunchuck guy. <laughs> I'm, si I'm sensing a ranking in these guys that came to fight us. Mm-hmm. They only had enough swords for the good for the good fighters. <laughs> and one spear for the really good guy. In this school, yeah. the ranks are determined by weapons, not belts. With another fist, 26. Yeah, that'll uh, definitely get him. Two more go flying off to the side by Master Hugh's powerful blows. Always a pleasure to save you, Master. Hmm. I am in your debt yet again. Uh, Master Midnight, there are just the two remaining on top of you. First attack, a 12. Uh, 12 is not quite enough against these two sword wielders. Okay, so we're definitely going to pull Flurry of Blows. Now we're doing four attacks total. 12 again! Okay, you, you, you're defending yourself fine, but you're not able to connect any blows on these ones. 11. 11, alright. <laughs> 11. Really? <laughs> yes. I... All right, Paxton, give me, yeah. give me a one-liner. Okay, so I imagine I do just some, like, clink, 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 clink. And I look at him, and I'm like, it's a good thing I didn't go to culinary school. <laughs> Beautiful. 
<laughs> Master Hmm. There are these two left. Take them out. We need to we need to not kill him so we can interrogate him about this fucking sword. Actually, you know what? I'll say that. Masters, we must take care not to kill this Janasi. His sword matches the wounds that Six had on upon him. I think he may be able to answer some questions for us. But first. And it's punching time. 25. Get him. And then the 17. You get him. And 25 again. You get him. It's Flurry of Blows. Let's do one more. Excellent. 15. Yeah, 15 will get him. Awesome. 40 damage. Wait, what? 40? <laughs> oh my god. And then that's just going to be a full open palm right on the back. And a shockwave of key radiates out from it. Your powerful palm blast vibrates through this Ganassi. Once the shaking stops, they just fall to their knees and then forward onto their face, unconscious. The Riverstone School Glacial Boulder Technique. Please keep that one a secret, fellow masters. Are we out of, are we out of initiative? Uh, no, because oh. you didn't take care of your two guys. So That's right. Technically, hey, was... technically, let's uh, make a clean sweep here. Uh, Peter, Master Hugh, why don't you take care of these last two guys? Uh, yes, of course, of course. Continuing the whirlwind of hammer pain, I swing. 24. Yeah, that's plenty. I swing again, and the second one is a 16. Oh, you got him. So you, you come in with the hammer swinging, and you're able to knock out the last two goons. Shame you couldn't hide into the shadows from these ones, Master Midnight. Hey, listen, sometimes you gotta hide your failures. So don't mention this one out on the streets or we'll have to have words. It's the best I got right now. <laughs> All right. Uh, I said that, that. I said that to Master. Hmm. <laughs> All right, good. It's like, the best I got right now. All right. You guys are out of combat. Uh, there's obviously the ten goons that are unconscious in the restaurant, uh, as well as the Ganassi. Uh, let's call them the leader for now, in quotes. When you take a look outside, though, the, the unconscious assassins are still out there in the dirt, but the goblin has disappeared. The uh, Hmm. I am going to, uh, walk over to the salmon filet pick it up, bite half of it off, and then offer the other half to you as I come to stand with you over this individual with the, the fork sword. I pull a plate and a fork off of a nearby table, and I gently place the half of the filet and begin picking at it as we observe our captive. Master Midnight, I believe your facilities would be best equipped for extracting information. Well, that's the smartest thing you've said all day. Look at what they did to my restaurant. I moved to Hornvale to get away from this kind of mayhem. Well, I'm sending the bill to those schools, and I'll make sure they pay next time on Day Players.
Next time on Day Players. He wriggles against the ropes. So then what do you do with your captain? Restrain and ask, what do you have against me and my fellow masters? Oh, I guess you did forget. Why don't we go back and remind you? We are going to actually roleplay a flashback. We're going back in time. You three are all students at the two-punch school. Master Fist nearby says, one, two, one and two. That's right, keep it up. Well, you're currently in my school. I challenge you to a one-on-one in the training room. Tell me, did your student cry when he died? Do we still want to do, like, the warm-up scenes? We could go do a tournament where our students are facing against each other. Ooh, I love I love that your students are fighting each other as a way to have all three of you together. We open up on an arena with the high-rising stairs on all sides. You each have multiple students there. And as the preliminary matches are happening... All right, Paxton. Your student is going to be facing off against the, the against a student from Master Hughes' school. So your student, this is a big dude. This is like mm-hmm. a tall child. This is I'm like one of those. Dude, this is one of those. This is one of those kids where you see them and you're like, that kid is half as old as I think he is. He's gonna get drafted for the football team immediately. This is a big guy, and okay. he. What's his, what's his name? His name? Why don't you name him? He's your student. All right, this is Bronco. All right, Bronco. He's doing the the one kneel. He's doing the kneel before you with one fist on the ground. Master Midnight, I go up against a student from the Hughes School. What do I need to know? I I lean forward out of the shadowy corner at the very end of the bleachers where I've been sitting. Bronco, you're my best student. And I know that you can easily defeat any of those namby-pamby artists. Yes, Master. What is it that worries you? I... I am worried about their... I'm worried by their movement abilities. I... I... You've taught me well. I use my strength, my size, but I fear that I will have difficulty connecting a single blow. I lean in real close and I say, Bronco, the school of the Black Moon teaches you to become... A shadow monk. A shadow monk is not about size or about speed. We are about deception and instilling fear in our opponents. This is why you must use all of your cunning, all of your deception and stealth to defeat your opponents. Remember, Bronco, the world is a dangerous place, but you can be the danger in the world. Be that which your enemy fears. Yes, Master. And also, I know Master Hugh. I went to school with him back at, what's the name of our school? Two Punch School. The Two Punch School. I love how lame it sounds. Just <laughs> <laughs> one do. I know Master Hugh from the Two Punch School back when we were children, or I was a child, an orphan child. Master Hugh, Master Hugh was this old weird guy that hung around. <laughs> he was like 20 or 30 years older than us. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta wonder if a person like that could start a school and teach children himself. And don't worry, they're not fighters. They're artists. 
<laughs> Go out there and prove that, Bronco. Remember, deception, trickery, fast footwork. Don't let them see where your strength is coming from. And then I lean back into the shadows and vanish. Yeah, 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 yeah. Across the arena, Peter, who's your star pupil? My star pupil is my disciple, Bay. Master Hugh is being bowed to. Master, forgive me for the intrusion. I have learned that I will be up against a student from Master Hume's school, and I have fear. You hold fear in your heart. Why, you hold your favorite weapon. The flail called out to you. Grip it tightly. You must use your eye, this eye that we've been training for years, to observe the micro-movements. Have you forgotten your hours of gesture drawing and figure painting? No, no, master. I remember those hours vividly. Then, just recall upon those moments during your fight. Imagine your opponent as your subject. You must paint them with your flail. Your wide arcing moments like a giant brush upon the canvas. I, I, Peter, I must say, the idea of painters who study anatomy to draw being extremely observant of their opponents and their micro-movements, that's very cool. It's and very like cool. It. Very cool. Yeah. Now, instead of going to another far-flung corner of the arena, we go right to the center, down on the mats themselves, to the side of the students sparring and competing. Master whom? Tommy, your character. A student is before you. What is your student's name? Master whom only takes nine students at a time, and he only addresses them as one, two, three, four, five, six, eight, nine, and ten. I gotcha. Which number is in front of you? Uh, this is one. Okay. And that is the best student. It would be silly for them to even address you as master because of how extra that would be. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Just hmm. In front of master hmm is your student one, arms at their sides. Hmm, my match is soon. Who do you fight? Black Moon. Hmm, Black Moon. I knew Mac when we were young at school. He is full of arrogance and show and unnecessary emotion. If you watch his students, you will see their excess. But be warned, they will slip in unnatural ways. Remember to conserve and adapt to your opponent. You will be fine. Thank you. And then he turns and walks away. Mm, a very efficient exchange. <laughs> one is very adept at your ways. Mm, this is good. This is why this is why it's one. Okay. All right. 